is the official song for wrestling. The real and if this don't want to make you go out and hit double legs, uh. snap people's heads in the ground, <laughs> man, something's wrong with you. TP and Esco, oh, let's go. Six in the morning, I'm up bed and I ain't even hardly slept. Sprint laps drop my day off and I'm hating every single step. So I find the motivation, getting pissed off at myself. No more losses, no more takedowns, ain't no running out of breath. Obsessed, full perfection, racing up one direction. I'm aiming the top spot and giving it every measure. Making you feel the pressure, testing your every vessel. Tempted to want to give up, forgetting every reason that you wrestle. But you don't quit. And you know why Cause on the mat it's only those who live or die Just like the old times Way before Where we could wrestle make a wager or the war How you doing El Paso and welcome to Takedown Talk 915 Where we keep you current, updated with all the local high school wrestling action In El Paso Citywide Bringing you El Paso's first premier high school wrestling podcast Led by our host, Eric Takedown Martinez Charlie, Crossface Bustillos, and myself, Hector, Matt Taminojos. On behalf of Takedown Talk 915, we want to give a big shout out to our 16A, 132-pound regional champ, Trevor Moreno, a.k.a. the Trevornator, who's always on a mission. Also, at 16A, your district and regional champ, Gavin Ramos, a.k.a. G-Money, who's always ready to cash in. And at 158, your regional champ at 285 heavyweight, Daniel Chanchez, a.k.a. Badass, and who's always ready to rumble. On behalf of Takedown Talk 915, this song is dedicated to you guys. Go get them at state. Congratulations.
Lasso, and welcome to the third installment of Takedown Talk 915. We've got a fire show for y'all today, recording for y'all today. We got two special guests here in the uh, recording studio with us. Before I get to our first guest, I want to go over something really quickly. And I think from now on, we can call this little section the mailbag section of our podcast. There you go. I like that. I like that. So, um, last week, I stated that Iowa was the first D1 program to offer girls wrestling. Tony Delgado gave us a a shout-out on Twitter saying that I was wrong, that Iowa was not the number one, uh, the first D1 program in wrestling. So, based on his shout-out, I did some research. I started looking up to see if I was right or if I was wrong. And I got to admit, when I'm wrong... I come clean. Tony, I got to admit, I was not wrong in this case. You were, my friend. And let me explain to you why. All right. In an article in Sports Illustrated, dated October 13th, 2021, it lists Iowa as the first, the sports first D1 program. Okay. October 13th, 2021. List them as the first D1 program. Now, I understand where Tony got his position from. Because if we go to a different article, dated September 23rd, 2021, there were actually several other D1 schools that offered women's wrestling. Here's where the fine line is, Tony, and here's why you were wrong. Of those schools, none of them, none of the women's wrestling was sponsored by the NCAA. Every single one of them wrestled under the Women's Collegiate Wrestling Association, WCWA. Therefore, they were not D1 programs. The school might have been, but the women's program was not a D1 program. And that happens often. You have schools that um, sports compete in different divisions depending on the sport and different reasons like that. So there was North Dakota State, Presbyterian, Sacred Heart, and Lock Haven all had programs before Iowa, and they are D1 schools, but their wrestling program was not D1. Iowa became the first D1 school recognized and sanctioned by the NCAA. So, but guys, listen, if we're wrong, let us know. If you got something to say, let us know. If you got a correction, let us know. And if it's, if it's worthy of being put on the air, we'll address it. And if, if you're right, we'll give you the props. Speaking of letting us know and shouting us out, our second guest today you'll hear from later is on this show because he's been shouting us out since week one, calling us out, telling us, his performances were way more dominating than we're coming on. So we're going to bring him on in a little bit, and we'll, let, we'll uh, hear from this gentleman in a little bit, okay? Our first guest today. Oh, by the way, Charlie is not here right now. Crossface Bustillos is not here right now. He had something come up. Hopefully he'll make it in later and uh, join us before this podcast is over. But right now, our first guest I'd like to introduce to you. Everybody, everybody in the wrestling world here in El Paso especially is going to know this guy. Everybody knows him. He's a... Local legend in wrestling here, but I want to introduce Mr. Martin Segovia. Martin, let me give you a little bit background on him. Martin was a high school state champion in Garden City, Kansas. He went on to wrestle college at University of Nebraska Kearney, where he became a three-time All-American and two-time finalist. So that's quite a um, quite an, quite a list of accomplishments there. He's currently the athletic director for the Isleta ISD. Everybody, here's Martin Segovia for you. How you doing, sir? Great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, I know 
you and I have had many good conversations. We, we can sit there and shoot the shit about wrestling for an hour easily, right? Knowing some of the people that we had in the past and stuff like that. And this little note, Mr. Segovia and myself wrestled at a lot of the same tournaments. Ne- never knew it. We That's found right. out a few years back that we were at a lot of the same quads and tournaments and stuff like that. And I can tell you, I am, I am glad I didn't have to wrestle him because I didn't want to get my ass kicked. But, <laughs> but yeah, so small world. We found out we were there. He's friends with Brandon Slay as well. And small world. So, Mr. Scovia, tell us about yourself. Well, you know, I'm, I'm say this humbly, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy to be in El Paso and, and represent wrestling, you know, watching wrestling grow here in this, in this beautiful city. You know, um, moved here about six years ago. My wife's here from El Paso. She's from El Paso. So it's just been a wonderful, accepting, inviting place. And uh, I love love the sport of wrestling. So my background with it is pretty simple. I got talked into wrestling as a sophomore in high school. Uh, was a, a all-district football player. And, and I was a 119-pound uh, little flaco taco. I thought I was pretty, <laughs> pretty tough walking the hallways and got challenged to come out for wrestling and you mean you didn't start wrestling till you were a sophomore in high school sophomore in high school and still accomplished all this a quick that's learner. amazing i was a quick learner with a great that's amazing great coach yeah uh, your weight amazing. class was at 119 that's what i started at one eric what was your weight class why you put me on the spot like that? I, i'm just asking i just i'm curious well, no actually okay actually i wasn't fat when i was in high school i just got fat like this as i got older <laughs> but i wrestled 145 145 yeah the okay. years that we were at the same tournaments i was 145 all right it wasn't. It wasn't fat, folks. It wasn't fat. It is now, but it was, <laughs> but it wasn't then. I think we all go through that at some point. So right. So your wife got you here to El Paso, huh? For the most part, yeah. So yeah. Just did some transitioning career and was a district AD there in, in Kansas and uh, a head wrestling coach and football coach and uh, track coach. So I love all sports. Obviously, that's what attracted me to athletic administration. Um, but uh, I, I do miss coaching. That's why you see me in a lot of wrestling rooms and, and other areas. Just uh, you feed me a sandwich, I'd probably live in one of those things. But uh, there you go. giving back to the, a sport that gave me a lot. Gave me a well, lot. El Paso is lucky to have you here. I can, I can, I can speak you know, from experience on that as I had you in our mat room several times mm-hmm. teaching the kids some of your little tidbits of gold and help them you know, achieve more and move well, on and get better. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Tell us about... Tell us about uh, what you were like as young, growing up, wrestling younger, all those <laughs> uh, things in high school. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't very good as a sophomore. You know, uh, I was a just a fast learner. Uh, a lot of things that that come with the sport is uh, you get into it. Uh, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. You know, and so I had to really adjust and learn on the fly as a sophomore. And then <clears throat> my junior year uh, was a better year for me. Uh, won over I think twenty five matches, but I ended up third at state. Uh, as a junior and wow. then uh, that just get, drives that fire you know when you, when you leave that state tournament I remember my high school coach coach Welton who uh, you know God rest his soul passed away this past summer but that man uh, won 12 state titles as a coach so when I look at wow. things uh, I was very blessed to come from pedigree what I mean by that is uh, my high school football coach won three state championships I won one with him as a coach and then when I uh, wrestled uh, for Coach Welton, you know, we won four in a row. And so I learned a lot from those those men. And then, like I said, going into my senior year, <clears throat> I told Coach, you know, because we didn't – I was the only one to medal at State my junior year, and we're both sitting in the in the stands watching the state tournament. I just told him, I said, hey, you're going to be down there uh, in your suit my senior year. So I ended up 30-0, and 0, 
that year. Kansas nice, wrestling nice. year. I think I, uh, I was taken down once my whole senior year. Didn't think much of it. You know, hey, it's great. Um, took the ACT on accident because they were giving, <laughs> giving free pizza. You know? <laughs> so I went and got some free pizza, took the ACT, and qualified as a NCAA qualifier. Uh, stayed one year at a community college here in Garden City, and we were national champs. I redshirted that year with a knee surgery. And then uh, it was just time to get out of town, get out of Kansas, and ended up uh, uh, going up to Nebraska Kearney and, uh, you know, uh, had to beat a returning All-American off the team to take his money. I went, oh, yeah. I, I walked on for a semester, and then, you know, that's uh, – if anything, kids are listening right now, you know, uh, being hungry and, res- you know, resolute on, on, on your goal setting and where you're going, you know, I don't think a lot of people have that, that fortitude to say, hey, I'm going to – I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna do what my very, very level best, and see what the outcome is. And that's what happened for me. It's just uh, and you had and you have a unique way. You had a unique way of keeping track of your goals, right? Absolutely. And what was that? Tell us about that. <clears throat> well, I brought it with me. So, well, as I said, when I was in high school, this piece of paper is almost you know 30 years old. I graduated in 1990. It's not that old, but it's old. That's my actual goal card from high school. Wow, well, that's great. So, yeah, it's it's weathered and old, and you know, I used to sit above my lights, which as you can tell, there's one little pinhole at the top. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I, I I got that from my high school football coach, and I continued into wrestling, writing goals, and staring at them every day, and you know, and I remember my my older brother. You know, in, in my household, I have eight brothers and sisters, and you know, that's a pretty small home but uh all these these kids running around the house my older brother would look at that and tease me and stuff you're never going to bench 240 pounds or squat you know he'd read it so you're never going to average 12 yards a catch so i caution people too as to who you share your goals with uh but eventually he became my biggest fan you know and i have on there to be an undefeated state champion i was just about to say that you heard that staying who hustle to your haters become your fans that's right and that's what you did. It yeah. all starts off with a mindset. That's, that's right. Yeah. And you've got to have a roadmap. And, you know, this was mine, my way of keeping myself straight when some would say, hey, let's miss a practice or let's do this and that. And, you know, I, I didn't miss a single day of summer workouts, not one day. That's, that, that's going that's into my key. senior year. That's and the key. Transition this into college. My college roommate was just here for the for the regional championships. He came from Nebraska to uh, to see myself and Coach Carino from, from Randall. And uh, he used to tell me, he goes, he became an All-American too. Simple fact, I used to take my girlfriend's lipstick in college and I'd write on my mirror in my bathroom, Martin Segovia National Champion. So that was the first thing I saw in the morning when I was brushing my teeth. And then before I went to bed, it was the last thing I saw. So I'd do like 50 push-ups in my, my bathroom floor in wow. my sophomore year. And I remember Clint walking by and said, what are you doing? You know, and blah, blah, blah. And then when I became an All-American, next thing you know, it was Clint Hilker, national champion on his bathroom mirror. You know, Spread, huh? Spreads. That's yeah. what they say. They, that's what they say. You know, the saying is one bad apple spoils everybody, but it also works the other way around. Mm-hmm. If you're a hard worker, if you're dedicated, and if you have these, uh, you know, tricks and mindset things that get you over the top, they're going to see your success and they're going to be like, hey that guy's doing is working absolutely i'm gonna do that too yeah you know back in our day we didn't have anything like mindset mike have you ever heard of my heard of mindset yeah. mike mm-hmm. so mindset mike for the, some of you that don't understand is this amazing coach i believe he's out of houston i don't know um and he does mental training for athletes all athletes ufc fighters wrestlers boxers everything and he and he just kind of trains them like what you were doing right here way back in our day. Mm-hmm. Set your goals. Right. Repeat them. 
live them, work towards them. Because if you don't, if you don't set those goals up, you're going to forget. Absolutely. This is going to come up. This is going to come up. And you got to just remember what those goals are. And I know like my son, for example, when he went to Valiant uh, College Prep his senior year, Mindset Mike was a part of their program. Mm -hmm. So every, every, what, I think twice a week, he would either fly into Arizona or he would have a, like a FaceTime conference with them. And one of their classes in the school, because it was a wrestling school, of course, right. was mindset training. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely didn't have anything <clears throat> close to that. You know, it would have been nice, wouldn't it? You had to be, uh, yeah, yeah. You had to be really self-driven and motivated and, you know, um, it's tough because you know you're you're living away from home and you've got a lot of distractions, things that could really just deter you from your goals. But um, you know that's funny because, like I said, I had three of my college teammates here this weekend and we were reminiscing and talking. You know, uh, I never consumed alcohol. You know, uh, I didn't stay out very late, even though you know, of course, I I, I like the opposite sex and you know you want to hang out with them and this and that and and go. I was a dancer, so we just go dancing and then drink some water and get my tail home because I had to work out. But uh, Clint, I just mentioned my, my buddy Clint, he did the campus laundry for all the athletes. Oh, so yeah. I would find out, hey, when are you going up? He'd go two or three nights a week. He had to do the laundry. And I, I would be up in the Coliseum by myself running stadium steps at 10 o'clock at night. Wow, no wonder you were amazing. That's that's where uh, that's where your matches and, and, and any sport you do, that's where uh, most of your success comes from is the things that people don't understand or don't see. But that's where your focus and your vision comes into big time play is that I want this and this is what I have to sacrifice to get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for, for the wrestlers out there listening to this, hearing this, it, it doesn't start going 100 miles an hour. It doesn't start that way. You take little steps building up to it. You know, you might go run once a week and after a while that that's going to get you motivated to go twice a week before you know it. You're running like like you were doing right there, running every chance you could get, mm -hmm. working out every chance you could get, anything you anything you could do to get over that edge. That's right. So, folks, don't think you got to jump into it full speed. Work your way into it with the ultimate goal being like Mr. Segovia, how he used to train. Thank you. So, a lot of people um, in El Paso, especially those folks new to wrestling, may not know this, but wrestling, especially here in El Paso, in my opinion has always been like the neglected stepchild. Football gets all the money. Football gets the pep rallies. Football gets all of these things. And wrestlers are lucky if they get a bus ride to, this, to, to the tournament. And in fact, I know in EPISD, the school pays for one tournament for you every other year. Every other year. Worth, you know. Now granted, football brings in more money. I get it. The stands are packed. I get it. But anyway, so, and the reason that I said that is because Mr. Segovia here has been tremendously instrumental in trying to fix that here in El Paso. And he has done an amazing job. You were, you're responsible for the regional tournament we just had here last week, correct? Correct. Now, tell us about that, what you got to do to get that ready. You know, it's, it's a lot of work, obviously. Uh, if you don't come from that background, you don't understand, you know, uh, what it takes to run a, a solid regional or even a district or even a tournament. You know, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of folks involved, a lot of good people involved, but really, you know, you're out uh, fundraising, you're out soliciting and trying to get support. 
Um, and go, to kind of go back to what, where you're coming from, you know, when I moved here six years ago, it, it was an eye opener for me coming from a community that, you know, we run uh, six. This is the 66th year of the Rocky Welt named after my high school coach wrestling tournament in Kansas. We have 52 teams from six states. You oh, know? wow. And so that's a Friday, Saturday, the last weekend of January every year. And the district doesn't even have school on Friday. Oh, wow. To honor that tournament. So coming from that and getting kind of an eye-opener in El Paso, not in a bad way, it's just that's a challenge. Yeah. So you take that challenge on, and I, I see that, uh, you know, what you mentioned, you know, some maybe some of the other sports may get a little more of a front seat, but we also have to take that as a challenge as a wrestling community, not as a, as a, a bad thing, you know, but I challenge our coaches and, and others to be become credible at yeah. their craft. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. How, mu how much time do we spend uh, – educating people on what is how do you score yeah you know most people don't understand that's what we true do. they yeah. think we're a bunch of gorillas you know pushing and shoving and trying to out muscle each other when mm -hmm. there's so much of a delicate balance going on out there in a 1-0 match there's a lot of action going on in a 1-0 match if you know what you're looking yeah. for yeah but we don't spend enough time uh a couple steps back real quick you know as a head wrestling coach in, in kansas like i said uh at the i talked to our principal i said i need two pep rallies a year Two. I said, I need to speak at two pep rallies a year. Roll out a section of mat, have this big heavyweight come out with a 106 pounder, and we demo. And I teach the whole crowd, this is a takedown. How much is that worth? Everybody yells, two. So here we go. And I'd walk them through about five minutes of a match. And then at the end, we'd slam the principal and have fun with it. <laughs> and then we'd challenge, challenge the student body. You know, we'd have Taco Tuesday duels where everybody, the first hundred kids that come through the door get a free taco. You know, McDonald's was our team sponsor. So if we get 10 takedowns versus a team, everybody in the crowd gets a free fry. If we get 15, it's Coke and fry. If we get... Do you, uh, have, a, do you have a marketing degree? No, I don't. Because that's some genius marketing <clears throat> right that's, there. But that's what we did to grow the sport more and more. And I think that's what's missing the mystery here with closing the gap with, cause I love, I'll be honest, I love football. I coached football. I played football. You know, I, I wanted to play uh, Lynn Swan from the Steelers. He was my idol growing up. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Amen, brother. You know <laughs> so, um, I, I love all those sports and I know what football did for my wrestling and I know what wrestling did for my football and it's a healthy balance, but it's a great balance. And my challenge for the wrestling community is get informed inform people about why we do what we do it's not just spitting in cups it's not just you know pushing and shoving and and grunting it's, there's a lot of things going on but we don't do it justice by not providing that uh, information and we do not condone weight cutting at takedown top 915 just for the record right. <laughs> just, just kidding you are it's called starving <laughs> i know the moms hate it yeah. well you know and the grandmas speaking of you know what you've done since you've got since you've gotten here and I, and i can speak this from experience having ran a club for 10 years and been a part of wrestling here for 12. Um, prior to you getting here, getting a venue for a tournament, getting a venue for a camp was, it's like pulling teeth. Nobody wanted to let you use their gyms. Even even the districts that most of your kids were in, they, they, they just didn't want to let you use the gyms. No, no, we can't let you use the gym. Or if they did, they actually charged you. And they charged you such an amount that it was almost not feasible to have the tournament at the venue, you know? Right. And then you got here, and once you got here, it opened up. And it was amazing to have somebody advocating for wrestling from up at the top like that. Because once you got here, we knew we always had a gym. We knew, well, look, you, yep. how many times you give us the gym for, for the Kale Sanderson, Jordan Burroughs camps, David Taylor camps, you right. know, all um, that stuff. So we, had, we are very thankful for you, and we appreciate it. And I think it was just um, 
not necessarily myself. I think it was just getting the information from the right people as to what what's actually going on. You know, I think they possibly thought you all were bringing in the WWE or something, <laughs> throwing <laughs> chairs. But yeah. more importantly, I think most uh, administrators and leaders in the city want to do well and do right by kids. But we have to be very uh, pinpoint accurate as to what's uh, what's going to take place and yeah. follow through. Very good. So tell me, what did you think of the the wrestling at the regional tournament last weekend? Oh, we had some great wrestling. You know, some uh, good you, matches. Weren't yeah, there? you've got forty two teams from from this area and around that that come in. Azel adding a little little wrinkle to our tournament. Yep. You know, yep. and uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the the kids battled extremely well. Um, the competition level was through the roof, and you're going to see a lot of those kids transition that into this week into medals at the state tournament. I think our, our region will be very, very well represented at the state yes, tournament. absolutely. And we're going to go over those um, regional placements here in a little bit as well. But So can you tell us what, in your professional opinion here, what do you think the state of the union is as far as El Paso wrestling? <laughs> and I'm talking from youth all the way up. What's the state of the union? What do you suggest? What do you advise for, for somebody wanting to get their five-year-old into wrestling right now, their six-year-old into wrestling right now, or their 13-year-old that's already been wrestling? Mm-hmm. What, would, what would you say? You know, I know our, our clubs are, are pretty strong. Obviously, when you stepped away from, from coaching at your club, it definitely put a little dent in our, in our community. We definitely need good folks like yourself still involved in the Thank programs. you. Thank you. Um, but overall, you know, there's some really good folks out there that are doing some great jobs, you know, uh, with their clubs. And I think if, as a parent, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you know, my son's uh, 11 right now, and we wrestle in the living room. We talk a little bit. But uh, I just know in my, you asked for my opinion. Yes, sir. You know, um, there's only so many times you can get your heart rate up and it means something. Yeah. So I challenge folks to, you know, take it easy a little bit. You know, it's great to win the, the six and seven year old state title. But after some time, it really becomes kind of watered down where they're like, eh, I really don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't mean too much to me. Yeah. So, you know, uh, like I said, my son will probably begin wrestling in eighth or ninth grade. And uh, and it'll hopefully he'll have a, a great program, great coach to to go home to, and he'll come come home to me, and I'll just ask him how it went, and Very you know, uh, is there anything you want to focus on that I can help you with? But I'm I'm gonna work really hard to not be uh, a dad that's uh, that uh, you know is too nosy about it, you know, even though I want him to be successful for his own good. But uh, I'd rather him fix teeth than uh, than break them, and that's where I was at. You know what? In <laughs> hindsight, looking back, I wish I I wish I would have been like that because I was that nosy dad. Oh, I was that dad sticking my nose where I shouldn't have. Sure. And now that my son's off in college, it's so much it's so much better that he just like you said he calls and tells me what they did at practice that day. Hey, hey, dad, Coach McGinnis showed me this new mm-hmm. way to turn off that leg ride, and he's just really excited about yeah. it. And I can just be. A listener i love it oh absolutely you know my uh my own upbringing i like told you i have eight brothers and sisters and uh, i had a stepdad i never met my real dad so my stepdad raised us since i was uh eight years old you know he came into my life and i hated him hated everything because <laughs> you know he'd make me mow the grass and do all this stuff that i didn't want to do and I, I can tell you one story you know he told me one time in the morning i don't care what you do today we had the world's largest concrete swimming pool in my hometown and we go swimming every day. We call it the big stool, you know, the big pool. But we go every day, me and my buddies. That's for cell phones. So you had to make your decision in the morning and go meet your buddies <laughs> at the park or whatever. But he says, you cut that grass today, okay? You know, I was kind of him hawing around. I think I was about 15, 14, 15 at the time. 
I mowed that grass as fast as I could just so I could get to the <laughs> pool. I come home, and the sun's going down. It's getting a little darker, My, and he's standing on the front porch. He says, you have a good day today? I said, yeah, yeah, I was trying to stick by him without having a conversation with somebody I really didn't like. And he shoves a flashlight in my chest. Boom, do it again. I had to mow the grass again in the dark with a flashlight. Oh, wow. But he taught me real simple. Now that I look back, I love him. We talk almost every other day. We hear I call him or he calls me. Um, but he taught me real simple. If it's worth doing, do it right the first time. What and you call old school tough love. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, great advice. And that's what I think uh, as parents, you know, I, I step back, I look at it and hold our kids accountable. But also, you know, hold them uh, to the line that, that we know is, is, is not overstepping that bound. You, you know, hug on their necks and love on them because they're getting coached at school. They're getting coached hard mm-hmm. at the club or they're getting coached outside of it. But you just got to be their biggest fan. And I, I look at my stepdad, you know, he, uh, he gets to retire this year, 40 years of working for the city of Garden City. He drives a trash truck. Okay, 40 years of that, and this year he'll be retired. And uh, he got to come to one football game my senior year. I'm do a little, do a little digging here. I, uh, I had four touchdowns that night. Okay, as you're a, like Al Bundy. A, four touchdowns know, in a single game. <laughs> Al, Al Bundy had five. Oh, he had five. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. I had, I had four. My bad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and then that was the only game he ever watched me play. And then my senior year, he watched me wrestle for a state championship. That was the only match he got to watch That's because awesome. because he That's worked awesome. so much. So it baffles me when I, I see parents pulling up to practice and sitting in lawn chairs and stuff. I just go, think in my mind, what do you do for a living that allows you to miss work and do all that and put all your focus and time into what your kids are doing when really, if you ask them, hey, do you like when I come to your practice? See what your kid tells you. Or do you yeah. like when I grill you after school and, and after practice and tell you, what did you do today? Why did you do that? Ask your kids if they truly enjoy that. They don't. And listen to my them. son told me that they don't mm-hmm. they they he he was so happy when he was in valiant because i wasn't there right I, I he he loves me i'm sure but he, he but he loved me not being there yelling at him he loved you know he he i want to say he fell in love again with the sport by being away from me for a year you know and that was that was the fault that i had and you know i got the advice from everybody oh no you know don't do this don't do that but when you're in the heat of it you just, you just don't listen sure you know but if i could give any advice now it's exactly what you're saying yeah well you're right it's on. you know you're six year seven year eight year nine year ten year shoot in the grand scheme even the high school years don't matter they don't matter mm. they don't matter no. no what you do after that in your life is what matters you know you go to you go wrestle in college, or you just get your education. Those are the things that important that are important. Nobody cares that you won state as a tot. No, you know. But I didn't grasp no. that concept. Of, you know, I was so so uh, hell bent on winning and pushing him and driving that I didn't grasp that. Yeah, and I think that's probably a big reason why I was able to to be as successful, if you want to call it successful, that I, that I was in either high school or college because. I really didn't have anybody challenging me at home. You know yeah. what? I'm the same way. Yeah. Same way. Yeah. My, you know, my mother, God rest her soul, didn't care if I had A's. Right. She didn't care if I flunked. She didn't care if I went to wrestling. She didn't care. She just didn't care. So what I accomplished, like you, I accomplished with my own goals and my own dreams, you know, just because I had the work ethic. And I, I grew up without a father mm-hmm. altogether. There you I go. didn't even have a stepfather. Yeah. I just had a mom. So... You know, no, you know, nobody cared what I did. Right. You know, so 
I, I can understand you. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big thing. So, like I said, uh, audience or parents, you know, take a step back, do a mirror check, and say, you know, am I really helping my child here? You know, we don't want to be carving a path out for them either and fighting all their battles. You know, and that's my number one thing. Is when I was coaching, and I, I mean this, I would tell parents all the time, I didn't check a singlet out to you. I checked it out to your son or daughter. So let them come visit with me. There you go. I want to know why they're not at practice. You don't need to call me and tell me. They'll tell me. So they need to advocate for themselves. They need to challenge for themselves. They need to do a lot of things by themselves because when they get on that mat, they're on their own. Yeah, We can't do anything for them. That's why I love this sport so much, man, because it's just, it's them. You know, mom and dad can help out. Coaches guide, give some guidance, but the real true perspective is that they got to be able to challenge themselves. You know, and we often, more often, we have to give them the opportunity to stumble and fall yep. and see how they bounce back up and move forward, mm-hmm. you know, because that's really how you learn. You know, you got to fall. You got to get a kick in the face every once in a while to be able to make sure that you gravitate to uh, the success and the goals that you want to achieve for yourself. I think that's that's the, the big key, what you just said there, is, is learning to fail and fail forward. You know, we're so fast and, and quick to, to pick our kids up and fight their battles for them. But failing and failing for I mean, I've failed a lot. I'm sure you have. Uh, we all too, have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be 50 this year. I can't believe that. I've failed so many times in my life or my career, this and that. Uh, but as a Christian, I understand, you know, that uh, Lord forgives, Lord understands. It's just our human nature to, to just get in there and fight a battle for somebody when really, uh, unfortunately, it's not truly the, the right thing or the best thing for, for most and, kids. And we need that. Absolutely. We need that. We need, you need to fail. Yeah. It Absolutely. builds yeah, your yeah. character, man. Oh, yeah. It toughens up your skin. It shows you, hey, you know what, shit? That really wasn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And show yourself yeah. that you can overcome that. That's right. And there's like no other challenge forward. that can put a, be put in front of you that you can't tear, what, tear down or move over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, like what Gable said, once you've wrestled, everything in life is easy. I agree. Right? So, well, I go. love that. I there love that. Yep. I love that. <clears throat> we have another question for you, Mr. Segovia. So one of our plans here at Takedown Talk, uh, pr- probably next season when we've had you know time to prepare and stuff, is we want to start giving little prizes to the wrestlers. You know, Say, wrestler of the week, you know, here's a $20 gift card to wing daddies, or here's you know things like that. Do you know of any, is there any issues with the UIL that might cause a problem there that you can advise us on? There are. There, there are? There's some stepping stones that, uh, that we have to avoid there that from your, your uh, standpoint as far as uh, your organization, what you want to do. So I'll, I'll have to guide you along that, that route there. But yeah, just uh, out, out and out, right? You know, a uh, financial gift is not, a, not, not allowed. Not allowed. In a sense. So, but, uh, you know, with the NIL now coming in, the name, image, likeness, and all those good things where amateurism is, is truly amateurism in high school right now. It's, it's obviously at the collegiate level where that NIL takes place. But yeah. it is starting to trickle down into the high schools. You're seeing a lot of <laughs> high-level, you know, football and some of the other basketball sports that are, are, that are starting to forego senior years, et cetera, to get into that. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll guide you along. And, and okay. you know, there's, there's some answers to that. Uh, the UIL but most of that is run through booster clubs and other things that, that those guidelines are set forth we're definitely going to we're definitely going to take up take you up on that offer and get some advice on how we can do this because we'd like to give the kids a little something you know you you come out and you you win district or you win regionals or you just go out to a tough tournament and, and just kick butt out there mm-hmm. we just want to recognize you 
you know, athlete of the week, wrestler of the week, something like that. And you get a little, little something, you know, go get you some wings or something like that. So, yeah, that's a plaque, shirt, trophy, award, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those... nature that obviously we don't want to, yeah, you, you, you pass, uh, pass across the boundaries. Yeah, and, and that's obviously going through administration and, and, and others uh, with the other uh, district ADs across the city and stuff. But yeah, you've got to be very careful in that, that you don't, uh, we don't ruin somebody's career. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so we're going to hit you up on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of these kids come from a really true grid on some of these matches, man. They're losing 14-8 and out of nowhere they come out and they win the match. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yep. You talked about NIL a second ago. What do you think about that? What's, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's it's interesting, you know. There's a lot of opinions one way or the other. I, I, I don't know if I have the right answer, you know. But uh, you know, wrestling collegiately and and getting a, a wonderful education was enough for me at the time. You know, it was uh, I was one of the only fortunate individuals after reaching all American status to be on a full ride, you know, at a Division two school. Um, you know, most Division One wrestling programs or football programs or, you know, they all have their, their scholarship limits and those kids are getting a pretty good package now. You know, they're, they're uh, we call them PFMs, but uh, they're student unions and where they get to eat. I mean, they've got all sorts of restaurants in them. When I was going up, I, you know, in college, I was getting a bowl of cereal and things like that. So <laughs> yeah. things transition and change with time. And for the most part, they're they're good. I think uh, NIL with uh, with control. You know, I think it's a good thing that these kids have the chance to to market themselves and to make a little funding. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's wise that these young people. I don't know what I'd do. I mean, when I was getting a Pell Grant, a refund yeah. check once a semester for you know forty five hundred to seven thousand dollars one semester, whatever, depending on my class load. Uh, you know, I was buying a car stereo or things I really didn't <laughs> yeah. need, yeah. and that was just with a you know, a couple thousand dollars. I can't imagine having a couple million dollars at that age. So I think with some guidance, you know, and some, uh, you know, really some oversight, I think it's, it could be a positive thing, Yeah. but I could also see it going real quick uh, the other way. You know, and that's, that's one of the big uh, critiques about it right now is you hear a lot of people say, Oh, they're, they're creating, they're trying to make this into the WWE and, mm -hmm. and these wrestlers trying to get those deals are, they're acting out. They're acting. They were doing this and doing all this other crazy stuff that takes away from the sport. So, you got proponents on both sides. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's a show now. You know, you, you look at some of it. You know, I, I know our heavyweight from Minnesota, and a wrestler from Oklahoma State. You know that. You know, but it's all sports too. Everybody's pounding their chest, and it's all about me. And uh, take a look at me, so I can get the get the notice and maybe get that sponsorship or pick up you know some yep. funding through the NIL. You know. I, Personally, uh, on that standpoint, you know, I, I just, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with showboating of any kind. Uh, and that's why, uh, you know, when I, when I mentioned Lynn Swan earlier, mm -hmm. if you watch that guy play football, I mean, uh, he didn't do anything like catch that ball, hand it back to the official, and get back to no his, with his team and, and hug his teammates. And, you know, that to me is, is more Hall of Fame, all-star, NIL than anything, you know. But uh, I get it they've got to brand themselves and sell themselves. I mean, our current, uh, you know, UFC champion, Kamaru Usman, is a Nebraska Kearney guy. You know, he's one oh, of really? Our, oh, yeah, he's an alum with us. I, I talk didn't know to that. Him, talk to him frequently. You know, he's a great guy. And, you know, but when he was in college, you know, I would I would go back for alumni stuff. And, you know, he's, a lot, he's gosh, 13, 14 years younger than I am, you know, and he's out there battling and doing it. But he wouldn't like that in college. 
but now you listen to him talk and now he's the Nigerian nightmare and all these things. That's just a, that's just a facade, man. That's just a, that's not really who he is, but that's who he has to be in the UFC in order to market and maintain and make, make himself out there. Get those big paydays. It's called show business. It's all show. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I say that, you know, but I don't know all of them, but I know some, and I know that that's just not who that guy is. 24 7 off the bat i mean we were just there for a, a fundraising activity and he was the, the headliner for our university and we ended up raising like almost 2.8 million that night for a brand wow. new facility brand new wrestling room that'll rival anything you'll see from uh, ohio to iowa i mean it's big time wow. and he's speaking and then afterwards we're all having dinner and talking and you know he's just like any of us yeah but when the lights come on et cetera, et cetera, he's the show that's know, right. And that's where I see our, our kids going, too. That's why he's making big bucks. He's making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> making big bucks with that. Well, I have one question, Mr. Segoya. Going into the state tournament this week, uh, with your extensive history, uh, with your success at the high school level and collegiate level, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for our 915 wrestlers going into this weekend Yeah, for uh, as, as to mental preparation mm-hmm. and physical awareness uh, any advice you can give absolutely to them yeah you know I, you know i've been like i told you blessed to have been a part of uh eight state titles as a coach or an athlete you know and so there's a lot of things that go into to being at that level and to competing at that level you're blessed and fortunate to be at the state tournament but i used to tell our kids you know the month of february is an important month for a lot of things but as a wrestler you know you've got three weeks to really isolate yourself uh to your goal you know you've got to be really greedy with your time energy and efforts so your your week should consist of real simple school nutrition and hydration and sleep and everything else is is secondary i mean your girlfriend your mom and dad i used to tell them all the time hey you can love on them but they're always going to be there for you i promise you but right now you need to tell them it's about me I'm going to focus on me for this last week. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to sleep right. I'm going to focus right. And I'll love on you after this is over. Because I guarantee you, you're all going to eat a slice of pizza. Uh, you know, you're, gonna, you're tired of making weight, whatever. You're going to eat a cheeseburger. But that all tastes so much greater, so much tastier, so much better with that metal around your neck. You, you know? heard what Jordan Burroughs says, right? What Jordan Burroughs' statement is? That's right. So when we brought him down for the camp, he was talking about that exact same thing. He was talking about pizza. And he told the kids, oh, you know, when I was going to make weight, I wanted pizza. I wanted to go eat pizza, but I couldn't eat pizza because I had to make weight. Mm-hmm. But you know what's better than pizza? Championship pizza. Absolutely. Just, I go get that yeah. gold medal, and then I'll go get my pizza. That's, so That's, uh, that's he, right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, also, you know, just really short, you know, um, you're going to the state tournament and um you know it's a concrete jungle you know i used to pay the security card uh security guard at the kansas coliseum my tip and the same guy every year which is hilarious he's at the same door guarding the same <laughs> locker room i would give him 20 dollars every time and he'd open that door and my team would go in there and we would sleep they would sleep between rounds while well, all that noise and that stuff's going on you're walking on wrestling with wrestling shoes on concrete Mm-hmm. all day you know what that does oh, yeah. more pair of wrestling oh, yeah. shoes so we would go in there and they'd veg out in the dark and i would tell them go to the movies in your mind what that means is see yourself hitting your technique see yourself countering see yourself scoring see yourself getting your hand raised and i'll come back and get you so they take about a 15 20 minute nap and then i'd come in 
kind of turn the lights on, warn them, I'm going to turn the lights on. Here we go. Hey, let's focus. Let's put a round of brown on people. Our school colors were brown and white, and we go put a round of brown on people. And we'd qualify 12, 14 kids for the state tournament each year, and we'd get after it. And that's what our focus was. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. you got to have an intended focus, not divided focus. That's, a, that's an amazing I can picture that scene in my mind. That's, that's pretty awesome. It was pretty darn cool to see it. That's when great. I was walking into it. So, you all 915 wrestlers, boyfriends, girlfriends, you can wait for Valentine's till after state. They're done. Give them, a, give them a kiss tonight, and then you don't see them again till Saturday night. Sunday, you, Coach. Sunday. <laughs> well, if they're there, if they're there at the tournament and they, and they take a picture with them at the top of the podium, that, that's okay, Saturday. There you night. go. That's, that's their <laughs> pizza championship you know, we, right there. There you go. We, we tease kids. I'm not going to talk time. about what. Yeah. <laughs> it's not pizza, but, you know. Yeah, I got <laughs> well, we, so let's not go there now. Whatever prize it is you're no, working let's for. Let's keep it PG. We, uh, we tease kids all the time. I do, anyways, and just in a joking manner, you know, I, I tell the boys all the time the good girls, the best ones, only date champions. Okay. They, yep. have a cha- they, they themselves have a championship mindset. You know, them young ladies or whoever it may be, and, and they'll understand, yeah. you know, because uh, you can be dating the wrong individual, too, and that can drain your energy and drain right. your focus. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, yeah, the real girls, the real, the best ones, only date champions. So there go you get go. you one. Very good. Very, very true, good. Very true. You well, have Taco Segovia. Tuesday in your date. Now it's uh, <laughs> Tuesday Toxicas or go. Toxicos. <laughs> well, Mr. Segovia, we thank you so much for coming on with us today. You have enlightened us here, I know. So I know you've enlightened a lot of the people out there. Um, and we're hoping to build a bigger fan base. We're hoping to get more people interested in wrestling and, and, and you know, grow the sport as much as we can. Absolutely. Well, I think you're on the right track, and I really appreciate you uh, inviting me here. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful thing you're doing for the wrestling community. And, you know, uh, we're just one big uh, one big community of wrestlers here in El Paso, and I think supporting one another is important. And I think you've got a, a wonderful foundation for, for where we're headed. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you coming to the show. All Great right. wrestling staple here on 915. Really appreciate your support. and. Absolutely. We want to make this grow and expand, and hopefully we, we're a pivotal uh, wrestling community in the future to come. Sure thing. Thank you. All Appreciate right, so let's, let's, let's review um, all of the state qualifiers from 1A, 15A, 16A regions, okay, boys and girls. Before we do that, we have another special guest here in the studio with us, okay? Some of you might know him by his name. Some of you might know him as the baddest heavyweight and region one five a getting a dominating pin at the end of his match daniel sanchez is here with us as our second special guest um and let me tell you why uh, mr sanchez is here okay one because he's an amazing wrestler and he's proven that over the past few weeks and probably all year but most name most no, uh, notably this past couple of weeks but he's here because daniel's been calling us out since week one daniel's he called out chuck on twitter Sending him a picture of him pinning the kid in the district finals saying, you know, this was a dominating win. This wasn't just a win. This was a dominating win. This is what I do. This is what I do. And if you guys saw this guy wrestle at regionals or, or state or any time during the year, you can see that he's a big boy. He's a big boy. I wouldn't want to cross paths with this guy. So he called us out again after regionals um, with his dominating performance again. And you know what? We talked about it, and that warrants coming on the show. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing great. Tell us about yourself. Um, well, I started wrestling my sophomore year. Um, I was, 
I actually started because of my sister, um, Leilani. So, I actually, my first year of sports was middle school, seventh grade. I started playing football, seventh and eighth grade, and then I went into high school playing football. Ninth grade, I was going to do wrestling, but I didn't really like it, uh, seeing, like, I actually, at first, I thought it was, like, gay. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to lie. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that's, that's a common, that's like, a common thought. Um, then, after seeing my sister wrestle, and, like, it, it looked pretty fun, knowing, like, a lot of my friends were wrestling, too, so I decided to give it, like, to give it a try, and I actually did okay for my first year. I made it to regionals. I won districts. Um... It was it was challenging because you had JoJo from Eastwood, you had all these other good heavyweights. Oh yeah. So I didn't make it to state my my sophomore year, junior year. Uh, I did. I think I went undefeated until state, and then I lost at state, of course. Like just, um, I had a few moves on my sleeve going into junior year, and then now my sophomore my my senior year, I'm actually undefeated, eighteen and zero, going into state. And I know a lot of moves now. It's good, pretty, good, good, good. You, I see you have an El Paso Enforcers wrestling shirt on. You go do club there? Um, I actually go everywhere. Everywhere? I have, so I have my own coach. Uh, well, he coaches me. He actually was my first coach. Like, he taught me all, my, all the stuff I know, basically. It's Coach Garcia. Mm-hmm. From, well, he coaches supers, too. And then um, my sister and them go to Enforcers. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with them sometimes, and then next level asked me to go do duels with them. So mm-hmm. I'll probably go. I'm probably gonna go to duels with them. So I'm just trying to go around, and get some mad time with a lot of people. Get so. as much experience and learning as you can, right? Yes, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So tell us about that final match at regionals on Saturday. You were down by a big chunk, weren't you? Um, that was my semifinals match. I was down. Uh, I think fourteen eight. Uh huh. And my finals match, I was down three one. Three to one. Yes. And that's when you came up off the bottom, turned them, and pinned them. Yes. All right. Now you're young, but do you remember? Do you remember Rocky four? Do you remember when Sylvester, when Rocky Sylvester Stallone fought Ivan Drago, the Russian? Do you remember that? No. You're young. You probably don't remember that. But so a lot of our listeners out there will probably understand this if they've seen the movie. But and I don't mean no disrespect by this because it was such a great match. But you too. Reminded me of that fight on Rocky Four because both of you were physically drained, physically exhausted, just just trying your best to finish that match, right? Yes. How'd you feel right then? Um, at that point, actually before the match, my sister had lost and I had told her I was gonna go out there and win it for her because I don't know, just seeing her like all sad and stuff that she lost, it made me kinda like mad and it turned like I don't know. It just made me, like, want to win. And throughout the tournament, I was actually in my head saying, like, I was actually saying, like, that I want to win. Like, I'm not going to lose today. Like, I hate losing. That's one thing about me. So, it's pretty. That's good. That's pretty. Good. That mindset, like good. what Segovia was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very good. Well, we're, we're proud of you, and El Paso is rooting for you, and hopefully you can get on top of that podium next week. Yes, sir. We're going to go through the state uh, qualifiers right now for – 5A and 6A boys and girls, feel free to interject, okay? As we go through these names and things like that, we want you to interject. If you've got something to say on it, just then let us know, okay? Before we get going on the brackets, one correction I want to make and one apology on behalf of myself, Hector, and Chuck. 
last week when we were going through um, which wrestlers wrestled youth and which ones didn't, we went through that. We made a big mistake, and we we did not remember. I don't know how this happened, but we did not remember that Steven Gutierrez wrestled youth, and he wrestled youth his whole life. He was Aztecs at first. He, he was started like, with the Aztecs, and yeah. then uh, from there he moved on to another team, I believe. And not only that, but I believe he's Coach Buck's son from Hanks. Yep, yep. Maybe everybody knows Coach Buck from Hanks. That's his son. So, Coach Buck, Stephen, we apologize for the mishap that we had there, for the mistake that we made there. But congratulations to your boy. He did. He has wrestled youth. So congratulations. All right. Let's start with our five. We had another one as well. Joe Angel from Mountwood. He wrestled youth too. He also wrestled youth at uh, at the Aztecs. There we go. When he was uh, for three or four years. How are we I forgetting so. all the Aztecs? You were. I Aztec. was there, and you know what? I totally missed that. So My we're gonna fault. put. We're gonna Joe put the Angel, whole blame I apologize, on you. but we're gonna put the whole blame on you then because you were right. an Aztec. That was on me. <laughs> hey, but that was my pick, though, right? Yeah, that was. That's, That's true. Right. That's true. All right, so let's start off. I might have messed up a little bit on the history, but I got the future right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off in the boys. Now we're just gonna go over the brackets that had a state qualifier in them. Okay. We're gonna start off in the boys 5A region tournament in the 126 pound bracket. So we had coming in fourth place and moving on to state, Ronald Wu from El Paso Burgess. We had in second place, moving on to state, Jaden Bustillos from El Paso Riverside. And that was a heck of a finals match. I saw that match and um, you know, Jaden is good. I love watching him wrestle. And that kid he wrestled was just phenomenal. The kid that he wrestled was very Medina? talented. Yeah, Medina, Medina. right? Yeah. And I, and I remember we talked about him a little bit, and I thought I could have sworn he was from Lubbock, right? It's weird. Maybe it's a different Aiden Medina. But in talking to some of the Amarillo coaches that I know at the region tournament, it's the same boy. His dad moved to uh, Amarillo. Okay. So they moved over there. So he's very good. Um, I think we're going to see a rematch of the regional championship at the state championship. So good luck, 126-pounders. Good luck, boys. Our next bracket in the 132-pound weight class in third place, we have Nathaniel Lucero from El Paso, Bel Air. Good job, Nathaniel. Good luck next week. Good luck at State. Go get them. In the 138-pound bracket, we actually had two placers and two, two El Paso kids moving on to State Tournament. In fourth place, we had Julian Marufo from El Paso High. And in third place, we had jo Giovanni Valadez. In third place from Chapin moving on to State in 138-pound bracket. Good luck, wrestlers. Congratulations. We have, in the 145-pound bracket, we have one qualifier here. We have Aaron Aragon from El Paso Andres, one of your teammates, right? Yes, sir. That's um, Actually, Aaron, he's been working really hard lately, so he, like, deserves going to state. It's, like, been one of his biggest like, That's good. All right, Daniel, give him a big yeah. shout-out, man. So, give him a big yes, shout-out. Don't be shy. <laughs> Tell him. Go kick some butt, Aaron. Let's yes, go. Sir. Let's, Let's go, go do it together. State, boy. <laughs> Yeah, so he so Aaron got second place, which is that's a really good finish, especially in that region, man. Our region here is really really tough. So, good luck, Aaron. I hope you go out there and kick butt with Daniel here, and you both bring it back. All right, in the 152 pound weight class, we have in fourth place Kavika Gonzalez from El Paso Hanks. Good job, Kavika. Good luck next week. In the 160 pound weight class, we have in fourth place. Adriel Piper from El Paso Parkland. Good job, Adriel. 
Moving on now to the 182 pound weight class. Again, we have one qualifier. We have Fernando Villa from Horizon in fourth place, moving on to the state tournament. In the 195 pound weight class, in third place, we have Elijah Ramirez from El Paso Bel Air, third place, moving on to state. Good job, Elijah. Good luck, good luck. 220 pound weight class, we have Ernest Bencomo from Del Valle in second place. Ernest, moving on to state. Good job, Ernest. Good luck, Ernest. Ernie. Good luck, good luck. Good luck at state. Go get him. And so now. That, that young boy played football for me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Real go-getter, man. Go get him, Ernie. And now we have the big man calling us out all this time. Your uh, who's champion. That who's that coach? Your champion in the heavyweight region 1-5A bracket. Our guest today, Daniel Sanchez from Andres. Good job, Daniel. Appreciate it. Good job. Good Great job. job, Daniel. Congratulations, and go guys. get him. We wish you the best of luck, man. Keep oh, yeah. doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. A summary of 5A, we had, and 5A boys, we had 12 state qualifiers and one champion. The lone champion in 5A is Mr. Sanchez here with us today. There you go. Yes, sir. All right. Now let's move on to the 15A girls. In the 95-pound bracket, we have Leticia Wattis from El Paso, Austin. And that was a good match. I saw her, I saw a lot of the matches, but namely that third and fourth place match right there was a banger. Really? They were going back and forth, back and forth. And Letitia got thrown, like thrown sick. Did you see it? Yes. It was, it was sick. Luckily for her, it was out of bounds because she'd have probably been done. Like oh. it was, it was sick straight to the back. Um, yeah. So Letitia, don't be pushing in like that hard. So hard like that. You push, push, push like that, and you get thrown like that. But remember what I said last week, man. My money's on you, okay? So go out there and get a spot on that podium. 95-pound weight class, Leticia Juarez from El Paso, Austin, moving on. In a 102-pound bracket, in third place, we had Judith Sandoval from El Paso, Hanks, moving on to state. In the 119-pound bracket, we had two qualifiers there. In fourth place, we had... Angelica Avita, Avitia from El Paso, Bel Air in fourth place. Second place, we had Kehlani Guillermo from Chapin. Way to go, Kehlani. That, again, that finals match, that was really, really was good. Great. That girl she had was tough, man. Hell yeah. That girl who she had was tough because Kehlani's a beast. Great wrestler. And this girl was, man. She, she was one of our picks, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. We picked but, her to take it. Hey, Kehlani, I still got faith in you. You beat her next week, okay? You beat her next week at state. Get your get yourself up on that podium. Short memory, short memory. Go get them. You saw that match? Yes. Yeah, good one, huh? All right. In the 128-pound bracket, in third place, we had Madison Goss of El Paso, Austin, moving on to state. In the 138-pound bracket, another qualifier. In fourth place, we had Alandria Zuniga of El Paso, Burgess, moving on to state. In the 148-pound bracket, we have in fourth place Jasmine Garcia from El Paso Isleta. <clears throat> Moving on to state. Good luck. Good job. <clears throat> Got something in my throat. Give me one sec. Sorry about that, folks. My throat got a little dry. All right. In the 165 pound bracket, we actually had three qualifiers in this bracket. Very, very good. In fourth place, we had Shamaya McNeezer of El Paso Chapin. 
In third place, so the third and fourth place finals was an El Paso match. In third place, we had Jasmine Slocum from El Paso on Andrus. Your teammate right there, another teammate. And in second place, we had Mia Perez from El Paso del Valle. Three girls moving on in the 165. Good job, I don't know girls. if you guys watched the match between Jasmine and Azel. I didn't see that one, no. It was a, it was an exciting match. It was actually pretty good. Um, the Azel girl is actually really good. Jazz had her, but um, she came she came out losing, so it was kind of like... Well, Azel's tough. Azel's a tough program. Yes. Yeah, Azel's a uh, tough I think, program. I think the score, they came down to like the last second. It was like... I forgot the score. It was Five like, zero. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was like three. Cause she, cause Jasmine had a. It was like a takedown. Mm-hmm. And or no, it was an escape. And then it was like she was up. She was up like three. So to, this score's wrong. Yes, she was up. She was up. No, she wasn't in the finals. Oh, like, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Like the yeah. Semis. Okay, right here. Oh, you're right. Sudden victory. Sudden victory. Ot. You're right. I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at the wrong match here. Yeah, she should have won that match. We told her to go bottom, but I guess she hard to say neutral, so she went neutral and then got taken down. She got taken down. She would have won if she went uh, bottom. Oh, Hit her escape, yeah, seal the deal. Yeah, you know what? It's better to learn that lesson at regionals than at state. That is right. So now she she's can a fix great it. wrestler. She knows what she's doing, so she got it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And our last weight class in the girls five A. In the 215-pound pound weight class, we had another one of your teammates, Leilani Sanchez. That's My your sister. sister. Yes, hey, sir. all right. So you got your, your the brother and sister combo going to state now, yes, huh? Sir. Your parents must be happy. I, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So Leilani Sanchez, second place, moving on to state. Let's go, Leilani. We know you can do it. We know you can do it. All right. And now let's go into the girls' 6A. Oh, wait, one quick question. One quick point here. The girls 5A had no regional champions and are sending 11 state qualifiers to state. So good job, girls 5A. And now let's go through the girls 6A, okay? We had two qualifiers in the 102-pound weight class. In uh, third place, we had Brianna Navarez from El Paso Americas. And in second place, we had Jasmine Cortez from El Paso Coronado. In the 110-pound weight class, we had in second place Vanessa Sanchez from Montwood. Good job, Vanessa. Congratulations. In the 119 pound weight class, we had Isabella Martinez in third place from Pebble Hills moving on to state. Good luck up there. In the 138 pound weight class, we had two qualifiers here. We had in third place Angelina Tavares from El Paso Eastwood. And your runner-up, second place, Alexis Navarrete from El Paso Eastlake. That's right, purple orange. Go get them. <laughs> I knew you were. Congratulations! Gonna chime in. Yes. I knew you were going to chime in on that. All right, moving on to the 148-pound weight class. We had. We are, We all picked this one too. Yeah, we, we all, all picked, picked this, one. this one. We have your champion in the 148-pound weight class, Aramy Steele from El Paso Montwood, and that's your niece. That's right. Just right, my right niece. On. Now, I'll tell you one thing. In that second period, they, they put her on her back for a good really? 30, 40 seconds. And, man, oh, she struggled. Man. She fought it off. She held on, went into the third period, and, and turned it up and was able to steal the deal. I believe the score was 12-6, right, Coach? Probably pissed her off, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Something yeah. happened. All uh, the I, we don't know what the yeah. score was. 
You're talking about the finals? The yeah, finals. The finals. We don't know what the score was. Oh, that was a, I'm sorry. That was the semifinals. The semifinals. Let's see here. 12-7. I was on my back for a little while too. Yeah. My finals match. I was. I was scared. I was gonna lose. I was like, <laughs> hell no. Did, yeah, it, did all the practices flash before your eyes right there? Yeah, I was like, no. I'm no, it's very intense when you're in that, that moment. Oh, yeah. man. you you yeah. got to really grind it out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, the 185-pound weight class. We have two qualifiers there. In fourth place, we have Alina Fragoso from El Paso Eastwood. And in third place, we have Jayanne Lopez from El Paso Pebble Hills. Good job, girls. Good luck next week. Congratulations. And here we go. You want to announce this one? You want to announce the champion? Which was this one? You've been, you've been rooting for her all... Oh, I'm every, telling you. Every podcast. Besides my niece, Aramie, congratulations. Go get him at T state. Tell us who the champion was. In she the is... 215. Erica, big E. Cobos, big bandit, man. I'm telling you, she came <laughs> and I kind of challenged her last week when we were discussing uh, the district uh, champions. Uh, she won it fairly easy. Um... I kind of mentioned that I don't know about regionals. We'll see how she does. I'll tell you one thing. She pinned every girl. She's amazing. She's amazing. She That's pins awesome. every goal, and she's going on the state. I'm excited for her. Biggie, go get him. Go get him, Biggie. Congratulations. You know, one little accolade I forgot to mention about, about um, Daniel here. Daniel was also named the most outstanding wrestler of the region tournament last week, right? Yes, sir. Oh, there yeah, you go. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I forgot. What's that's such a big accolade and I forgot it. That was very very well earned. That was actually that was actually one of my that was one of my goals getting the most outstanding wrestler because I was ask, I was asking my coach all year. Every time we went to a tournament, I was like, are they going to have a most outstanding wrestler award? Cuz every tournament I I've actually pinned everybody I've wrestled this year, so I haven't really Gone like major decisions, distance, except yeah. for that semifinal yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. Down fourteen and you know, eight, and yeah. you know, and you know how impressive you must have been, because it's not often the big man wins the most outstanding wrestler. The heavyweight don't win it a lot. It's very the heavyweight don't, don't win it a lot. When I heard my name, I was I was confused. I was like, no way. I just I just I was like confused. Yeah, you honest. must have. They must. Because I thought, because I, I don't know, is is the is it just for like El Paso or is it for the whole region? Like the whole region. Yeah, I actually honestly thought the Lubbock kid or the kid from Tascosa was going to win it. The Lubbock kid, that he's like undefeated, uh, the 138, I think, and then the 152. I actually thought one of them were going to win it. And then they said my name, so I was like, okay. Hell yeah. Right. Go, man. <laughs> so good job on that most talented Good job, man. All right. On the girls 6A, we had two regional champions and 10 state qualifiers moving on. Good job, 6A Congratulations. Girls. Go get them, girls. And now, Airby, go get them. Big E, go get them. All you girls, go set your market state. Make El Paso proud. Send us some pictures. Send us some shout-outs. Challenge us, whatever, and maybe we can have you on here next week. Right? All right, and now You got to earn the, it, though. You got to earn it, just like big man right here. And now for the division that always has the most debate, the most questions, the most issues. Sure. Boys, six, one 6A regional tournament. We had... One qualifier in the 106-pound weight class, and that is Miguel Solis from El Paso Eastwood. Uh, moving on in fourth place, going to state, which is good. He he came in third in district, avenged his Ave losses. I was about to say that. Avenged look, look at his, his bracket. Loss? Where's that? I mean, he was really impressed. I believe it was the Con Where's that Tanabe semi match. Con semi. It wasn't just no. It wasn't Tanabe. I believe it was Braulio. No. Yeah, but it was Braulio, right? 
It should be the Consemi. It, it was Estrada. You're right. Braulio Estrada. Braulio Estrada. Yeah. I'm telling you. He came back and he, he, got he took revenge. it to. He got some revenge. Six to two. He beat him. Six to two. Way to go, Miguel. Way to come back and fight, <laughs> man. Because I'm telling you, he wanted it. That's what it's Braulio, all about. Braulio, got to come back next year. That's good. They're going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really exciting because yeah. they're going to start creating a little bit of bad blood with each other. And they're going to... They're going to want to duke it out, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. They're going to want to duke it out. I beat you, you beat me. Eh? Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, somebody's going to want to break it. Yeah. All right, so in the 120-pound weight class, we had one qualifier moving on. Ian Abdallah from El Paso, Franklin. Just get 113. We didn't have any 13 qualifiers. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. We didn't have any 13 Oh, qualifiers. come on, 113s. we got to set the tone. Let's go. <laughs> so we had uh, Ian Abdallah in third place moving on to state. Good luck, Ian. Very good, very good, very good. All right, we have the 132-pound bracket now. In this 132-pound bracket, we had running away with it, running away with it with ease, your champion, Trevor Moreno. Champion in the 132-pound bracket. There you go, Trevor Nader is back. Now you know, Trevor Nader, we already discussed that. No bonehead moves and you'll be all right. Okay. All right, you brought that up. All right, so... We tried to stay away from this subject last week. We wanted to stay away from this subject last week, but it has reared its ugly head again. Trevor is an amazing wrestler. I, I believe hands down he's the favorite to win state. <clears throat> but anybody that's followed him has seen multiple illegal moves, multiple misconducts, a lot of, you know, and I was watching his, uh, <clears throat> I was watching the regional match this weekend and you watch it play by play on track and here comes another misconduct. You know? And I was watching the match, but I really didn't see anything. And Bobby Ramos was with me. Gavin's not next to me. Did you see anything? Because I was watching three, four matches at the same time. And I might have not caught, caught it, but I really didn't see anything. Let me tell there. you what, what, what some of the speculation as to what that was. And, and you guys that know what it was, let us know. Shoot us yeah. a message, whatever. What the speculation from the fans in there was is that Trevor had that boy pinned. He had him pinned. And the kids started screaming injured. So they stopped it. They gave him the extra, what we oh, call, we gave him what we call the cry point, but it's the extra near fall point. And they believed that Trevor mouthed off to the refs oh, I after see. that. So, you know, and, 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 and we talked about this briefly, his illegal move in the district tournament. Um, yeah. I heard from the fans that he got a misconduct at state duels. And then at the Las Cruces duel tournament, he's calling out kids and causing a big old racket and, from what I heard, there was the parents in the stands about to throw blows out there. So, Trevor, our advice, my advice, cool it, calm down, stay calm. You're the baddest dude in the bracket. You don't have to, you don't have to show it like that. You don't have to act that way. We got to be ambassadors for this sport. We already have a bad reputation to some people, you know. So you got a lot of little kids looking up to you. And um, the best example will be win, win graciously, win honorably. Raise your hand, walk off, and the little boys that are watching you that want to be like you one day, you'll be setting a better example for them. Go get them, Trevor. All right, in the 138-pound bracket, we have, in fourth place, Elijah Molinar from El Paso Eastwood. Moving on. Good job, Elijah. Way to go, Elijah. Here we go. The 145-pound bracket. We talked about this in district, at what a tough bracket this was, and how stacked El Paso was. Well, they showed up. They showed up out there at regionals. In the 145-pound weight class, we had three qualifiers moving on to state. 
three qualifiers from El Paso. So they basically almost completely shut out all the other districts, which is amazing. So we had in fourth place, Steven Henderson from El Paso, Franklin. In second place, we had Julian Solis from Pebble Hills. And your champion in the 145 pound weight class, Gavin Ramos from Montwood. And it was another dominating oh, finish. Oh, he dominated. Uh, another dominating finish. It was another rematch from district championship. I mean, just Julian Solis, uh, he did it best he could. He tried to wrestle as hard as he could, but Gavin was just too much for him. Just, you know, we, talk, we talked about it that, you know, we didn't think, we didn't feel that the district match was close and it wasn't, you know, it was a complete domination, but you never know. You know, sometimes somebody gets caught, they get pinned or whatever. So when you can do it back to back like that, that's, that's putting your stamp on it. That's saying, no, that's no fluke. I dominated that match. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you announce 170. Go for it, Hector. At the 170 weight class, we only have one gentleman moving over to state, and that is my baby boy, Hector Enojos, at 170 from East Lake. Congratulations, son. Way to go, Hector. Good luck. Good luck up there. Get some revenge on that one loss you got, okay? Come back with that title. In the 182-pound weight class, we're, we're sending one qualifier, and that is Jacob Armstrong from El Paso, Coronado, finishing in second place in the region. Congratulations. Good luck, Jacob. 195-pound weight class. Again, we have one qualifier here. In third place, we have Gustavo Renteria from El Paso, Pebble Hills. Let's go, Gustavo. Go out there and do some work. And in our final weight class for the 6A with qualifiers, we had the other one that we messed up on, Joe Angel Rosales, coming in fourth place from Motwood and moving on to state. Good job, Mr. Rosales. Go get him, Joe Angel. We got that little side bet going on, so remember that. The summary on these boys, 16A, is we had two regional champions, and we're sending 11 state qualifiers onto the state tournament. That's very good. That's, That's very, very good. impressive. That's very good. So, and we have a bunch of kids that are alternates. You know, we have Andres Solis, Ismael Serrano. I'm trying to remember how many others, but we quite we got a good handful. So, and then a lot of these kids are still juniors. So it looks good for next year, man. We're sending, El Paso is sending 44 state qualifiers. Sending 44 kids to state. Damn. That's pretty good. We're, we're proud of you guys. Good luck. We're happy that, uh, that you guys did so well. And you got one more stop. Like Segovia said, keep your priorities right. Especially this last week. Especially this last week. Especially tonight. It's Valentine's. So again, we want to thank Mr. Segovia for coming on with us and sharing some of his experience and knowledge and expertise. And we want to thank Mr. Daniel Sanchez for coming on. Guys, call us out. Keep giving us shout outs. We missed some stuff. And if we missed, if we missed something that you did, please tell us and we'll, and we'll make it right as much yes, as we sir. can. Send, send us your Twitters, our Twitter, send us emails. Uh, we're on Instagram. You guys know all that already. What's our Instagram? Instagram is takedown underscore talk underscore 915 okay and our email is takedowntalk915 at yahoo.com uh, send us highlights you know send us your, your best move so we can showcase it here on the show and give you a little bit of accolades twitter is takedowntalk915 but the e in takedown is a number three so it's t-a-k-3 downtalk915 so send us your messages on Twitter, on Instagram, on email, whatever you want. And if it's a good point, we'll address it. So 
Thank you all for joining us again on this third installment. And we'll be back to, to uh, go over, hopefully, several state champions next week. That's right. So, that is the goal. All right. See you Mr. later. Sanchez, thank you for joining us. Big shout out to anybody you want. Go ahead. Uh, thank you guys for having me, of course. Uh, I'd also like to shout out my team. My team actually works really hard. Um, it goes unnoticed, to be honest. My team, of course, you have me, Aaron, uh, my sister, Jazz. We also have people that didn't win um, or didn't have the chance to go to state, like Felipe, Jordan Ellington. Like, those guys really work hard. Um, it's, it's pretty fun having a team like that to hang out with all the time, practice with all the time, and just being able to see them do good. That's awesome. Way to shout That's out awesome, your buddies. Way to, Way shout, to out. shout out your teammates. All right, Andres, Daniel Sanchez is here speaking highly of you. Good luck out there, everybody. El Paso, we'll see you next week. See you next week. On behalf of Takedown Talk 915, we want to give a big shout out to our 168-148 regional and district champ, Aaron B. Steele, a.k.a. the Amazon. Better watch out for that beast, double leg, because he's already ready to take you down. At 168, 215 pounds, your district regional champ, Erica Cobos, a.k.a. Big E, who's always ready to break that Big E beating. So on behalf of Takedown Talk 915, we dedicate this song to you girls. Go get them. Congratulations. Make us proud. Working on a weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush Say my day's a number, but I keep waking up No, you see my text, baby, please say something Wine by the glass, your man a cheapskate, huh? Niggas gotta move off my release day, huh? Bitch, this is fame, not clout I don't even know what that's about, watch your mouth Baby got an ego twice the size of the crib I can never tell a shit, it is what it is Said what I had to and did what I did Never turn my back on FBG, God forbid Virgil got the paddock on my wrist, doing front flips Giving you my number, but don't hit me on no dumb shit Working on the weekend like usual Way off in the deep end like usual Niggas swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist, going nuts Niggas caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us Man, a house in Rosewood, this shit too plush It's cool, plush. man Got red bottoms on His life is good <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, $100,000 for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and all bitch, ooh Dropped three dollars on the rain, call it been the truck, little bitch, ooh I was in the trap, serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since, ooh Granted, she was standing right there while I catch play on the brick, ooh I made them little niggas go hate while I Taliban in this bitch, ooh I done been down bad in them trenches, had to ride with that stick, ooh Who gave you pills, who gave that dust, Pluto Central and lick, ooh Too many convicts, they enrolled me to play in this shit, ooh Round about nonsense, get old, so I'm spreading this bitch. Ooh, 
They had the counter like lighting it up, nigga, hand it back, get it, ooh I'm on a PJ, lighting it up, backwood full of sticky, ooh I'm tryna tote that Drake on London, and then it's extended, ooh They got a stretcher, nigga, how we gon' die for this shit, ooh Yeah, I ride for my niggas, I lie to my bitch, ooh We some poor, high class niggas, made it, we rich, yeah I was at the band, though, got a penthouse for a closet, ooh It's like a shando, lit on my neck, my wrist, ooh I got pink toes that talk different languages, Ooh, got promethazine in my blood and percocet uh, Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch Ooh, I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and automotive, bitch Ooh, dropped three dollars on the rain, cause it been the truck, little bitch Ooh, I was in the trap serving cocaine, ain't been the same since That's by the time I call him Serena I go tremendo for new fettuccine All fat though, claret the pinky All fat though, we order the Fiji I'm in the loop with the voo, I'm in the loop with the woo Which one you workin'? I put your face to the news I put the puss on the shirt After I murk it, make him go shoot up the hearse Cost me a quarter bird Niggas birthed in you a maniac, a fucking alien How you spurgin'? Got that kitty cat, I'm having fun with that Going Birkin Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch ooh. I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain and automotive, bitch ooh. Dropped three dollars on the rain, cause it been the truck, little bitch ooh. I was in the trap, serving cocaine, they ain't been the same since Hundred thousand for the cheapest ring on the nigga finger, little bitch Hundred thousand on the cheapest ring on the nigga finger